0: Chapter 17 of the Cliff Climbers. This is a Libra Box recording. All Librabox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit Librabox.org. Recording by Kenneth Sgt. Gagan. The Cliff Climbers by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter 17. Fritz Interferes. How the affair might have ended had the panda and the hornbill been the only parties to the combat can only be guessed at in all likelihood the quadruped would have triumphed over the biped the entrance would have been forced the old hen dragged off her nest perhaps killed and eaten and the eggs after her but it was not written in the book of destiny that this should be the denouement of that little drama for at a moment an incident occurred which changed the whole character of the contest Followed by a series of other incidents, which brought the affair to a termination unexpected by all parties engaged, as well as by those who witnessed it, the first of these incidents, and that which formed the key to this change in the very circumstances of combat, was one of very ludicrous character, so much so as to elicit laughter from the spectators in the tree. It chanced that the eyes of the panda, as the animal stood erect on its hind quarters, were directly opposite the little aperture that represented the entrance to the nest. Not dreaming of any danger in that direction, the robber only thought of guarding his daylights against a hornbill upon the wing. But the hen-bird inside the nest, who could see well enough what was passing outside, had no idea of remaining a passive spectator, and perceiving her opportunity, for she was within striking distance. She quietly drew back her long, ivory beak, and throwing all the strength of her neck into the effort, assisted by the weight of her heavy, helmeted head, as if with the blow of a pickaxe, she struck the panda right in the eye, the sharp point penetrating almost to its skull. Terror-stricken, partly by surprise at this unexpected stroke, or partly because of the pain caused by it, the quadruped uttered a shrill cry, and at once Scrambling down from the tree, seemed only anxious to make his escape, in this design he no doubt would have succeeded with the only the loss of an eye, but the eye of still another enemy had been upon him- one whom he had yet to encounter. Fritz, from his position near the bottom of the tree, attracted by the noise of the strife, had drawn nearer and looking up, had been watching the combat throughout. It is scarcely probable that the sympathies of Honest Fritz could have been otherwise than in favor of the innocent bird and against the guilty beast. But whatever way they might have been inclined, certain it is that as the panda came to grasp, the dog jumped it upon the instant and commenced worrying it as if the creature had been the oldest and bitterest of enemies. Despite the suddenness of this new attack, equally unexpected as the peck in the eye the fierce panda showed no signs of yielding without a struggle and although far overmatched by its canine antagonist it was likely to give the latter a scratch or two as souvenirs that he would carry to his grave but at this moment a much greater danger was threatening fritz than any harm he might suffer from the claws of the panda and had not chance favored him as he jumped about in the struggle by turning his eyes in a particular direction, he would have found himself in the clutches of an antagonist that would have shown him as little mercy as he was himself extending to the poor panda. But he was favored by chance, for it was nothing more than that direct his glance toward his old pursuer, the elephant, and showed him the latter, at that moment advancing upon him at a charging pace with eyes sparkling in silent vengeance and trunk extended to seize him under these circumstances it did not cost fritz a moment's calculation as to what course he should pursue suddenly dropping the panda as if he had discovered the quadruped to be a lump of poison he bounded from the spot in a direction the very opposite to that which the elephant was approaching and in less than a score of seconds the only part of him to be seen was the tip of his tail just disappearing into the thicket of all the creatures that had borne part in this curious affair, the poor panda was perhaps the most to be pitied. At all events he was the most unfortunate, and for the drama ended also his life. In every one encountered by him he had found an enemy, and at last he met with a dreaded foe that soon made a finish of him. This last was the elephant, the great animal, rushing forward upon Fritz, and seeing that the latter had escaped, was determined this time not to be balked of a victim. Instead of carrying out the design it had only particularly resolved upon, that of following Fritz into the forest, it suddenly altered its plan and transferred its hostility to the panda. It saw that the latter was within reach. For half blinded by the beak of the bird and half worried to death by the dog, the creature did not perceive, as Fritz had done, the approach of the elephant. It is possible it may have seen the danger, but not until the elephant had got in such dangerous proximity as left it no chance of escape. Before the panda could make the slightest effort to get away from the ground, the elephant had lapped its prehensile proboscis around it and lifted it into the air as if its body had been no heavier than a feather. Holding it aloft, the merciless monster took several long strides in the direction of the fallen obelisk and then, as if choosing a spot suitable for its design, placed the still struggling body of the panda upon the ground, set its huge fore feet upon it, and, using them alternately, continued to trample it until the only vestige left of the crushed creature was a shapeless mass of fur and flesh. It was a painful spectacle to those in the tree. But it was succeeded by a sight that was pleasant to all three—the sight of the elephant's quarters as it walked off towards the woods, evidently with the intention of retiring from the ground. Whether its vengeance had been satisfied by the destruction of the panda, or whether it had gone off in search of Fritz, none of the three could conjecture. But whatever may have been the motive, certain it is that it guided the rogue from the spot and raised the siege that was on the point of becoming exceedingly irksome. End of Chapter Seventeen. Recording by Kenneth Sergeant Gagan.